Do you find yourself craving more out of life? Are you ready to get unstuck? You are in the right place. Welcome to the Craving Greater Podcast. I'm Heather Shipley, and whether you've followed for the last decade or you're just now jumping in, I want to welcome you. I'm here to serve you and meet you where you are in life at this very moment. Here at Craving Greater, we give real life tips and testimonies for motherhood, finances, motivation, and how to grow in faith and find God's grace through it all. You are now officially a part of the Craving Greater crew. Let's get right to it. Welcome back, you guys. This is the official relaunch of the Craving Greater podcast. The last episode was back in May 2021, and a lot has happened since then. A lot of important life lessons, and the most important thing is returning to God's purpose and call to help others seek, serve, and know Him. The last time we talked, I was talking to you about a journey getting back to health and fitness after a grueling year of postpartum in a pandemic. I finished the 75 Hard Challenge, and I finally felt like I was making a comeback when I got knocked right back down on my back. Literally. So if you guys remember, I had a podcast where I was literally walking in the rain talking to you about 75 hard and what it was. So it was a mental toughness, if you will, challenge, two 45-minute workouts, one had to be outside, rain or shine. You had to follow a meal plan, no cheats, no alcohol, drink a gallon of water a day, read 10 pages of personal development, take a progress picture every single day, and if you missed one tiny thing, you had to start over. Well, I made it. I lost over 20 20 pounds. I felt amazing. I felt accomplished, strong, invincible even. But then once I finished the 75 days, my husband and I went with a group of other people that had also done the challenge to celebrate that accomplishment. On that lake weekend, I had a back injury. I was sitting on the front of a boat and they call this injury quote unquote deck slap. Apparently it's really common in summer when speed boats go up over a wake or a wave and come slamming down. What happened to me is when the boat went up and when it came down, instead of relaxing like I probably should have, I grabbed the sides of the boat, tensed up, and I came straight down on my spine. Almost immediately, it felt like something had crushed. My initial thought was maybe like a bulging disc or I don't know. I just know I had agitated something. I had never had back problems in my life other than maybe during pregnancy. So when we came home, I went to the chiropractor's office. They took x-rays and I was laying there on the table getting some treatments and things like that. And uh, the chiropractor came in and said, you need to go to the emergency room. I looked up at her and kind of laughed. I thought she was kidding. And she said, no, come back to my office. So she showed me images on her computer screen of what my book, my back looked like. Um, my lower vertebrae and my tailbone essentially were back up behind my other vertebrae. And she said, I either had one of two things, a broken back, which I needed to go to the ER immediately, and it would probably require surgery. Or I had something called spondylolisthesis, which she didn't think I had because I hadn't really had back problems before. 
So I went to the emergency room, waited for like eight hours. Anyways, long story short, I have been seen. I have a great team of orthopedic surgeons and also neurosurgeons as well. But I do have that second option, which is spondylolisthesis. And growing up, I we always thought that I had maybe a bit of scoliosis. I cheered in high school and college and I would tumble a little bit crooked and my skirt would always hang a little bit off. And so we just thought it was scoliosis, but apparently it was this thing called spondylolisthesis, which is when one of your vertebrae slips a little bit forward. Well, in my case, what had happened on that boating injury is when I came down, that vertebrae slipped completely forward. And with this condition, they give you a grade one through five. Five means that your vertebrae is completely off track and your spine is being compressed. Well, mine is a very high severe grade four. Since then, I've had multiple spinal blocks, and that um, usually helps with the pain temporarily, but eventually I'm going to have to have a pretty serious two-part surgery. They'll go in the front, they'll do a decompression, and then they'll flip me over, go in the back, and they'll do a fusion as well. Um, I'm young, I'm in my mid-30s, and I have a toddler, and so we're trying to delay surgery as long as possible. Why am I telling you guys all of this? So... During that whole 75 hard journey, truly, like I said, it felt like I was making a comeback. I had one of the greatest months in my business that I have ever had. Every day, like I said, those 10 pages of personal development, I was listening to podcasts during my walks, and I was truly fueling and filling my mind with things, honestly, that told me that all of my progress was based on my own strength. And when I say that I got knocked flat on my back, I truly mean that I feel like God knocked me flat on my back to give me some perspective. So the title of this podcast are three ways to move from hurting to healing. The entire summer after the injury, so it happened in June and July and August, I spent most of my days on a heat pad and on medication just to get me through the day. I was really discouraged. I had just, uh, back in May, I retired from teaching. I was an instructor at the University of Alabama and taught communication, and I retired from teaching to do my business, which was health and fitness, full time. Well, it's just crazy that, you know, here all of my eggs were essentially in that basket and my body was my business. And guess what happened? All of that was taken away from me. So um, you may be in a season right now. You may be hurting. You may feel like you don't know how to move on. You don't know. Um, you just don't know what you're going to do. You're hurting inside and you you don't want to stay here. So how do we move from hurting to healing? Well, let me give you guys a little bit more perspective. Um, and I'm an open book. I'm here to share my testimony, not for my strength, but for God's glory. So after I spent the summer discouraged, I still continued to work my business and do what I could without um, moving my body, doing programs, that kind of thing. Still focused on nutrition. Uh, the very last podcast, episode eight, I hosted a free made to crave small group that focused on the spiritual aspects of becoming healthier from the inside out. 
And I continue to check off boxes on my vision board. If you guys have ever done vision boards or goals at the beginning of the year, every year for the last probably three years, I've done a vision board. And on that vision board, most of the things are pretty tangible things. Um, I would say even materialistic things, achievements, goals, car, house, a certain rank, income, reward, whatever it may be. So I started checking off all of those boxes on the vision board. Uh, You guys know from the podcast and the episodes that I have on the Dave Ramsey plan and the eight baby steps that we used to become debt-free. We paid off our house and became debt-free. And then after that, we actually, um, I retired from teaching. And then kind of the last piece on my vision board was uh, getting my dream car. I, on my vision board, I had a picture of this car, this SUV that I wanted. It was like my dream mom car. And I actually saved up the money and paid cash for that dream car in 2021. But here is what happened. Um, And there was a quote, I talked to my business mentor and I was at a pivotal shift at the end of 2021, I had a decision to make. Was I going to really give it my all and go after some of these more material things? Or was I going to shift my focus and kind of slow down and live a simple, more simple life and take things easy? I actually thought I was going to go the all out, all in, go for it thing because that's my personality as an Enneagram 3. But God had a completely different plan for my life. So here's the thing. When you start checking off all of the boxes, but your priorities aren't right and God isn't in the center, you're going to end up in your dream car with your dream house and your dream job and your dream salary, but you're going to be left feeling really, really empty. So the quote that messed with me, uh, my mentor was talking about leadership and there is a book and it's, I think, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Leaders by Stephen Covey. And there's a quote in there that talks about, or a concept, I'll probably get it wrong, but there's a concept that talks about make sure you're not climbing up the ladder to success to get to the top and realize that that ladder is leaning against the wrong building. And when I heard that quote, it just, it hit me. And sometimes you've heard a quote before, but when you hear it in the context of what's going on in your life at that time, it just hits a little bit different. And so that's kind of how I was feeling. I was feeling like, uh, you know, I had done the things I had, I had checked the boxes. My vision board was all, you know, but a few things becoming complete. And, you know, the Bible says those without vision will perish. And it was almost like I had checked those boxes of the vision board and I didn't really have that next vision. We had talked about maybe wanting to pay cash for a beach house or a second home or a rental property for residual income for the future. But it was almost like that next step dream was so far away that it wasn't motivating me to do those everyday things. And it just felt empty. And there was a point in my business where it truly was purpose, passion, helping people. It got me out of bed in the morning. But over time, it became this thing where I was trying to be what I thought other people wanted me to be. I was trying to show up and look like and do things like everyone else instead of staying true to me and the call and purpose that God had placed on my life. 
So I am going to give you guys kind of three things that I have learned during this season of life when I have checked off the boxes but woken up feeling pretty empty and also going through physical pain. This is something that I'm going to be dealing with with probably the rest of my life and every day my lower back pain and the numbness going down my right leg is a reminder that I never want to operate in my own strength again. So how do we move from hurting to healing? How do we make sure that we are not just going through the motions of life to be left feeling empty? How do we make sure that we are energized and we have eternal focus for moving forward in our life and experience the ultimate fulfillment? So the very first one is let God be the source of your strength of power. Your strength is fleeting and it can be taken away, but God's strength is unlimited and everlasting. What I was filling my mind with every day was not bad. I have nothing against personal development. I love learning from other leaders and and people that have experienced life and have grit and all of that. But in doing so, I kind of forgot the true source of my strength. As I was doing the workouts and checking off the program, I kind of found myself like feeling like I was strong and I, and, and what a, the accomplishment, like it's not, it's okay to celebrate our accomplishments, but you've got to remember the source of your strength. The source of my strength wasn't me. And I was humbled. Strength is required to live the Christian life. However, it's not the strength that comes through self-exertion, but the power that comes from yielding to God. He strengthens those who acknowledge their weakness and dependence on him. When we rely on our own power and strength, this is when we become discouraged, worn out, and burnt out. But when we're operating in God's strength, he provides energy that sustains the problem with relying on our own strength to live the Christian's life is that we are weak, we're limited, we're frail, finite, fragile, and sinful. And whatever strength that we have can be taken away from us at any given moment and we can easily be led astray. This is what happened to me. I started relying in my own strength. We need to cooperate with God and submit to the work of his Holy Spirit in us. We need to acknowledge our need for him and his strength, which shows up best in the middle of our weakness. One of my favorite verses is 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. And it says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmaries than the power of Christ may rest on me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my weakness and my needs and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. One of the most familiar verses, Philippians 4.13 says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. We can be grateful for our weakness because it provides an opportunity for God to supply us with the courage and power that we don't possess. He's going to show himself strong through a life that is fully surrendered to Jesus. When God is our source of strength, we can trust him to work in us and give us the power to accomplish his will. Sometimes the hardest thing for us to do is to admit our weakness, to stop striving, and simply wait on the Lord and depend on his strength. Now, the second thing to move from hurting to healing is knowing that God has a plan and purpose for this path that you're on. You may not understand it, and you may have a tendency to ask him why or even blame him, but we have to trust. 
We have to trust his goodness and credit him as the source of hope and strength no matter what's going around us. That is one of the most powerful testimonies. We know that God works all for good, both for you and for his glory. But knowing that God is good and that he has a plan and purpose for the path that you're on, no matter how painful it may be, is not a one-time revelation. It's going to be a daily reminder that you are going to have to give yourself to surrender to trusting that there is purpose in the pain. Pain is temporary, but the victory that we have in the Lord is forever. I love this quote. Pain is temporary. It may last a minute or an hour or a day or a year, but eventually it will subside and something else will take its place. But if I quit, however, it lasts forever. That's from Lance Armstrong. Now, I talked about trust and I saw an acronym the other day for trust that I absolutely love. Trust can stand for total reliance upon spiritual timing. What? I'm going to repeat that again total reliance upon spiritual timing. This isn't just a partial trust in the areas where we feel like the odds are in our favor. We've got to become intentional when it comes to trusting God, not trusting ourselves, our experience, and our own strength. You may be good What you're doing might be good, but God is greater. God's got a higher, wider, and more eternal view than you. It's a special time whenever you're going through pain, especially to trust God with your whole heart, especially the parts you've been holding back out of fear of fully letting go. Disbelief can disrupt our destiny. We block miracles when we give God just a small piece versus all of us. It can seem scary, but it's okay. God is not afraid of or turned off by your emotions or feelings. Instead, he wants you to bring your cares and your worries to him. In the midst of frustration or pain, know that every detour and delay has been divinely orchestrated. Remember, God knows the ideal timing for you to arrive at your destination. You have to trust that God has purpose and a plan for this pain. Now, how do we do that? The third and final tip that I learned through this experience that I have for you guys, the first one, remember, was to rely on God as your source of power. Let God be the source of your strength. The second one was knowing God has a plan and purpose for your path that you were on, trusting him. And the third one is keeping your focus eternal over earthly. Make sure that you have perspective. No matter where you are in your relationship with God, time spent in the presence of him receiving tangible revelations of his steadfast love are going to be the catalyst to living a life that is transformed. Just as with a candle, you've got to ignite it with a flame for it to burn. You've got to continuously encounter the fire of God's love to live a transformed, joy-filled life, not a life that is empty. Things are not going to fulfill, but God will. He's the only constant source that you have. You're only going to find lasting satisfaction through his nearness. Nothing else is going to supply all you need to live the life you truly desire. So as you are seeking God as your source of strength, you're humbling yourself 
You're trusting that he has a purpose and a plan for the path that you're on and know that there, this whole thing, you're a part of something greater makes, when I say, keep your focus eternal over earthly, sometimes I have to remind myself that maybe it's not about me. Sometimes, you know, especially with my back situation, I may want to ask why me, why does this happen? I was just getting up. This is so unfair, but sometimes it's not about you. Like I said, one of the most powerful testimonies that you could absolutely have is trusting God's goodness and crediting him as your source of hope and strength no matter what's going on around you. So sometimes when I like that, it's not about you. It means that maybe your pain or maybe your path is going to be the story or the mountain that is moved that shows somebody else in the midst of praying for their mountain to be moved that theirs can be moved too. So when you have that focus on, you know, things on earth aren't going to be perfect and the pain may never be fully taken away, but one day you are going to be perfectly, completely pain-free and healed uh, because of God and his eternal promise. And we can have hope in that, that everything that happens on earth, eventually God will work for our good and for his eternal glory. Hopefully this has been useful today and you can look at the areas in your life where you can tap into God's power, trust in his purpose, and to keep perspective for a fulfilling and holy life. Thank you guys so much for following along. Make sure to go to Instagram, craving underscore greater for daily inspiration quotes all sorts of things this podcast is going to be a weekly thing and i am just praying over this ministry and this community that we're going to build together my heart is praying for retreats and devotions and bible studies and just daily seeking god's word and doing life in and with him and together and all that he's going to do in and through us in the year 2020. This year is probably going to hold uncertainties, but we serve a certain God and we know that he is good and we know that no matter where we may be hurting, there is ultimate healing through him. Thank you so much, Craving Greater Crew, and I will see you guys back here next week.